Play ball! Howdy and welcome to this episode of Beers with Engineers, a podcast by Engineering Dads, where if it looks stupid but it works, then it's not stupid. This episode we toss around some brand new project pitches, with the hopes the boys can offer some constructive help. Sean wants to be Iron Man as he skis into next year's snow season. The terrible beer pong player himself, James, tries to find a way to cheat at the beloved drinking game. And the boys turn Paddy's idea of a child-friendly toy into a way to build the world's largest frisbee. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok and I'll link above to see our other projects. Let's crack on. Everybody, welcome back. Let's grab a drink and pop them open. Three, two, one. Well... Maybe it's just me. Oh, no, Patty's got one too. All right, boys. Well, we haven't done it for a while, but I thought let's do another round of project pitches. So I, I'm hoping you guys have a few to us. Uh, James, can you start us off with a good project pitch? Yes, I can. Good, sir. So, Sean, we're not going to talk about this quite yet, but I think we should tease it a little bit. We have something big coming in December. Us as a collective have something big. And we haven't done a crazy amount yet, but this is our first big thing. So, my project pitch is related to that and we like to engage in, you know, some moderately intensive drinking activities sometimes, <laughs> everything into moderation. You know, it's, it's meant to be for the best of things. So, what I'm proposing is something very similar to beer pong. Now, we all love the game beer pong. Mm. We like making smart beer pong things and we plan to do another one of those projects in the future. But this isn't quite that. This is the game Shot Pong, which I'm sure you guys have seen. It's been a, a couple's favorite during lockdown and it's been a great game. I've played it a few times with some mates and whatnot. Um, it's basically like, imagine mm, wait, a little wooden Sorry. board. Sorry, just pause there for a sec. Shot Pong, great for couples. You've played it with mates during lockdown. Um, just in the past. No, no, not during lockdown. I play with mates like in the past. All right, just 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 double checking. All good. Continue. Yeah, police don't come and search me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, it's just like this little like wooden board, um, and it's got like some levers on either end, and you like put your shots in a cup. And what you do is it's got like a little spring on the bottom, so you load the spring up, release it, and the ball goes flying, and then it lands into a in, into obviously a, a cup. And if you lose, you take a shot. What I don't like about it though is you can't really angle your shots that well. Like the bottom isn't on a bearing; you kind of have to twist it on the top. It has like a little elastic, and then getting the right shot is really hard as well. It's really hypersensitive. So what I want to do is make the smart shot pong table. All right. Okay. Now it's not too smart. It's just it's just an elect- electronic version of this thing, and I've already thought of how I can make it really compact. So you know, probably in conjunction or after I make the surfboard app, I want to do this. Basically, have your player on either end. You have a bearing on the bottom so you can spin it and just a servo motor on the side with a few different buttons. And those buttons are the extent of the shot. So you can have like a a less powerful shot, a moderately powerful one and a more stronger one. And each time you press the button, it releases the shot. And twisting it's very simple. You don't need anything smart for that. You just want to be able to angle your shot. We have some bearings for that and that's that's probably the most simple part. So yeah, I'm really keen. It's a very simple project, but it's going to be for our little big day, which I'm sure we'll... uh, bring out very yeah. soon I've, I've got a question too because um, I'm kind of strugg- struggling to visualize how the actual shot can part of the the project works how it actually launches the little ball is it like a, a spoon on a um, on a elastic band or something or are we talking the original design or the way I want to do it the, the way you want to do it yeah so what I'm thinking is you have like some sort of a cylindrical thing on the end like it currently is but now it's variable on the bottom so you can move it then what it has on its side 
is like another spinning part that like a servo motor slides into. You 3D print like a little spoon, like you're saying, something to hold it, and then you slot it in there. You load your ball up, um, servos down, press a button, and it goes at a different speed depending on right. what shot selection you've done. Yeah, I, I have a bit of concern because I, I remember like I'm playing with servos at the moment for the claw machine, and they're really not that quick. They're, they're quite slow. They might not have that same... Um, speed and power behind it to really get that launch off. Yeah. Well, an alternative is you have a servo that's loaded on that helps with spring force. So there's like a spring loaded and the servo moves down just to release it. But then you have the issue of, well, we, you can't really have a variable power shot. You know what I mean? It's just something that's resting on a spring. Mm. Similar to how you did your beer pong launcher, that sort of convention where it's like you didn't use a spring, but you use like elastics, same yeah. sort of force, very similar force. Um I haven't played around with launching with a server yet, but from what I've seen, like there's a guy, I'll link it to you after and put it in the description if I remember. He actually made this smart robotic ping pong launcher, not beer pong, ping pong. And what it was, it was like this little lawnmower looking thing walking around and it had a servo hitting it each time and releasing balls and he had it really fast. But I think he had the higher torque servos Mm. than the smaller ones. So that might be a consideration. Um, Yeah, so what I'm thinking is when we made the, um, the shot gun, Jeez, all these alcoholic projects. That like spun really fast. So I feel like all you'd have to do is just have it on like a really long sort of leverage. So the ball's right on the end Mm. to get like the maximum swing effect and play around with that. Yeah, I mean like this is probably going to be something we discover in testing because um, again, even though it's further away from that, that, that point, like imagine a seesaw. If you've got a seesaw which is twice as long, the speed at the end of the seesaws are going to be a lot faster. Um, uh-huh. But the force to, to lift that person up is going to be a lot heavier as well. So a server might not be able to give you that same force if it's launching right next to where it turns versus further away if we increase that range, which is what we'll need for the speed. Um, so th- there's a bit of testing in this, but I really like the idea of what you're going with. And I like the way to do the projector, I mean, that's just one of the one of the factors in play, but this is a lot of fun. And so, like, are you thinking, like, a small table kind of thing? Like, a little, like, foosball size kind of thing? Or how, how big are you thinking? Probably smaller than a foosball thing. Something that you could, like, fit on a study table, for example. Something really small where you could literally be sitting in a picnic and play in this game, but it actually has legs on the bottom, so you have, like... <laughs> it runs away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like, not, like, running legs, just, like little table legs so I want to fit all the electronics underneath mm. so they're kind of out of sight and everything but yeah you, it's funny because you don't think there's a lot of physics that goes into these sort of things you're like nah it sounds easy and it's just like well no if you want to get this thing working you've really got to you know take into consideration how torque works here how tension works if you're going to use like a, a spring force or anything like that mm. um, so like- yeah there will be a lot of testing and I'm keen to see how we go with it yeah I think the idea of having um, are you going to have the cup so like you know those little red shot cups that you can get, the disposable ones? Um, I reckon what you should do is drill holes in so they actually fit perfectly up into the rim of those cups so you can drop the cups in. So it kind of yeah. the balls fall into it and that way you can take the, the shots out um, and you can kind of fall in. That way you don't worry about knocking over. Yeah. Um, Paddy, have you got any ideas on this game? I don't really know. For some reason, I'm just imagining one of those automatic tennis ball sh- launches, <laughs> but for ping pong balls. Like I think that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, besides that, nothing. I, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it first. It's like, so you want the table to be mobile. No, what? the table's not going to be mobile. The table's still. Okay. What's mobile is the launcher itself. Um, I'll just pull up a photo, mm. but basically what it is, 
is something as simple as this. Yeah, so guys... it's like a beer pong table, but really, really small and shot glasses instead and a smaller ball, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Mini beer oh, pong. So you, th- so you think like a ball sized around like a marble? That sort of stuff. <laughs> just fucking pegging marbles. Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying a marble. I'm like saying like marble, marble size, yeah, yeah, like you, like a you. pebble, like a pebble, like a stone. Yeah, mm. most probably. Maybe not a stone. How about a dice? Oh, a dice was in my head. <laughs> I'm just like that. That <laughs> oh, has some, some funny speak, bounce on it. Speaking my language. Spe- speak of the devil. Yeah. Um, Sean, yeah, made a good point about the drilling the holes in the bottom of it. What I'm thinking of doing though is having slots, mm. which is very similar to holes. So having something like additional to that. Um, just it sits on top, but you could do either. I'm just worried that I'm gonna screw up with the holes, drill them too big, and then I've made it so the the cup's gonna fall through. <laughs> so. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I think if you use the right drill bit in the right wood, I think it'll be okay. Um, hmm. I think that it wouldn't be too big of an issue. I think the, the both options are viable, so we can again test it out because it's so small. We have chances to iterate them in the project that the, the the party that we have is about two months away. Oh, maybe we should just tell people the the idea of what we're doing in december or maybe we'll just leave it leave, leave it leave it to later i got i got a little bit more yes yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta finalize the marketing details <laughs> yeah yeah you want to get those budgie smugglers online aren't you <laughs> i'm trying to I'm, I'm i'm emailing people but they're not email, emailing back <laughs> clearly you're not emailing hard enough patty but yeah so uh, you don't I, I'm sending too many kind regards is at the end. Yeah, just send regards, man. You gotta get Yeah, just, just regards it, man. Yeah. Yeah. They know Dude. I mean they, they know I mean business when I say sincerely, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Just send them email. I hope this email finds you. And then that's it. Just nothing. Just not even well. Don't no, put no well. well just don't finds be... you. I had this idea actually the other day at work. What if I because I need to like always email customers and banks and stuff like that. What if I send them a strongly worded email in the form of like a 19th century letter? It's like, dearest Augustine, I hope this finds you in goodwill. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh sounds, God. Uh, a- a- sounds like a grounds of firing. <laughs> Look, be- before we go off in, uh, in the email tangents and um, the etiquette in the emails, I want to I pitch something to you guys before we move on. So with this table, what I want to do is actually, if it goes all right, make another table but make it different. Put conveyor belts on the table or something similar that makes a little shot, the shot pongs move around. So my idea for the slots of having them as where the cups sit in, not the holes, was so if the slots work nicely, they can be like movable on a conveyor belt and that moves all the cups around. That'd be one of my ideas. Boys, can you think of anything that you would do to this shot pong table to make it like cooler or you'd make, if you were to make your own version, what would you do? Um, I've got one. Um, so I would get the, 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 propulsion bit so you shoot a ball except instead of it landing on a table it lands on you know those game shows we have to drop something from the top and it bounces around left right left right and then falls into a tray at the bottom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm thinking of that mini golf is that like that mini golf thing where it's like it goes into the different ones and somewhat one was a plus two one was a minus two yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's like one of those games where it kind of falls down like rattles down um I would like to have different types of shots at the bottom. And so whatever falls in, you've got to have that shot. <laughs> That's cool. Ooh. Yeah, so you, you like shoot against a wall, goes down. Like kind of like, um, oh, I forgot the name of the game in the arcades, but I reckon that's an easy one to do. I think I know how to do that quite easily. Everything's quite easy for you. 100%. Man. Oh, man. It, it, <laughs> until, until you, until until you do it. it. <laughs> we always, oh, man, I'll take this done. Yeah, claw machine, get it done three weeks. Two and a half months later, I'm still here. <laughs> what speed is that now? 
That, oh, it's still the same speed. It's super slow. I've yeah. developed the world's cheapest but also slowest claw machine. Um, so, hey, I've got two world records at the moment. So, <laughs> love it. With the, uh, with the uh, shot pong, are we thinking, I've probably, you probably already said it, but are you thinking glasses or like plastic cups for the shots? Probably plastic cups just so nothing breaks. But, Paddy, I want you to go outside the box here. I want you to say something ridiculous you would do if you were to make this shot pong table because I know you're full of crazy ideas. I, I want no strings to be attached on this because if it's good, All I'll right. probably build it. Put a All conveyor right. in there. <laughs> I got, I've got an idea for you. Ready? Escalator. Hoverboard. <laughs> hoverboard shot pong. Gonna guess hoverboard. I mean, <laughs> so it's like you, you elevate it. Like, like, I reckon you could. Like, oh, even better. Drone shot pong. Mm. Drone shot pong. Drone shot pong. Here's the idea. Okay, so here's what you get. So you get one person with a drone, which has balls, ping pong balls in it, and you then got a Roomba with a basket on the top. And the Roomba's going around the room doing its thing, and you've got to drop the shots into the Roomba basket. Hmm. <laughs> Not too expensive either. Not too expensive. I think the, the, reason the, is- the dropping mechanism might be a bit difficult if you have like four or five shots. But I think if you're a good enough pilot, you'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> The only expensive thing with drones is like, well, not the only, but the most expensive thing is a GPS. If you had this like Bluetooth, you're just playing it locally. Yeah, exactly. If you're playing inside a room without air, you could get away with a Wi-Fi chip, not even Bluetooth. They're pretty damn cheap these days. I reckon we could do it. (laughs) Until Patty spills water on the drone. Oh yeah, okay. It's been a long podcast started. (laughs) Keep liquids away from me. Like I don't, they don't like me. I don't like them anymore. Fair That's enough, a very mate. weird generalization. All right. No, nah, it's, it's a good Anywho, idea. Patty, on the topic of uh, of pitches and you giving good pitches, do you have any other good pitches? I do. I, other than a shot pong table. I do. I have two. I don't know which one to do, though, so I will let, let you guys decide. Do you want one that could happen or the one that will literally never happen? Oh, I think this is a realistic podcast because Sean's is, is Sean's was realistic, so I think go the could. What do you reckon, Sean? Oh, I don't know. I'm getting tempted. Like it's Pandora's box. Like, come on! You, you, if you don't open, you never know. Um, <laughs> but we will know, though. You will tell us eventually, right? Right? Yeah, probably. Fuck it. Just say both. Just say both. I uh, don't choose. Just I got it. time, bro. Yeah, I, like, got time. I, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to do. Uh, I got no wife uh, and kids yet. <laughs> I'll say no. Nah, I, I want to limit it to one pitch. I'm, I'm running out of them. So, I'll do the realistic one. In the light of the this week and the coming weeks, boys, do we like footy? Look. Maybe on Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, okay. I can't even lie about that one. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a it's an iffy yes or no. Sometimes maybe not. Yeah. Only when my team wins, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you guys remember back in the day that there was all these ads for like this in this uh like a an inflated ball that when you throw it, it skims off the water like the Yahoo ball. Yeah, and then it pops yeah. up right. Remember yeah, but there was also another type that was always advertised. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the brand. But basically, it was, you know, uh, it would be a round ball where you can squash it mm. and then it will be a frisbee. I know the one. Do you guys remember? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you guys? Okay, so my idea is the reversible ball where instead of turning into a frisbee, it turns from like a soccer ball into a football. Okay. Oh right, okay. And then, then from a football, you then can like detach it and then turn it into a tennis ball. <laughs> the Swiss Army knife of inflatable balls. Is this your pitch? Yes. 
I love I, it. I genuinely, I, love it. I genuinely like this pitch because the thing that turned into a frisbee and a ball, it had like these little skeletons on it, these little joints, mm. and those joints would move in a specific way that it would turn from a frisbee to a, um, a ball. You could literally just use the same principle here, but calculate it so that you could turn it from a ball to a football. And then I don't know about the detaching bit; that's a bit more harder. Mm. But you would have that, and you would cover it up. Hmm. So like you have it in some sort of protective mesh or something like that. What I like about this idea is you don't have to bring multiple balls with you to the park. It's like, oh, we can now play. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking because it's like, I mean, we, if you're a kid, you kind of play with anything, but like when you kind of start getting a bit a bit older around, you know, like in your teens, you kind of, you, you either it's like, oh, I want to just want to bring mm. one thing because we're just lazy. So you're just going to pick one thing and just take it with you. You're not going to bring like multiple balls to a place. But if it's like a two and one, because we know how we love, I know Sean, I know how much you love two and ones. Yeah. So two ones that could sell yeah just like my shampoo and conditioner two and one is the way to go um mm-hmm, i'm trying to mm. think about the way to do it too because if you look at the the skeleton for that ball that flattened down to a frisbee and you could throw it then it pops back up into a ball i mean that wasn't really that much of a ball you kind of hit it and it wouldn't have that same punch behind it like you can't get the same distance behind it and i'm trying to think of the best way to make that yeah. skeleton where it's a football and then like a, a rugby league ball and then kind of inflates to a round soccer ball and I'm thinking, like, is there a way we can make it so its natural form is the kind of uh, oval football, and then you kind of inflate it a bit, and that stretches a little bit beyond it to make it round? That's my thinking of how to do this. Yeah. Look, I think we don't have to use a skeleton. We could think outside the box a little bit, like what you just mentioned. Have the structure there and have it based on mm. air, for example. So many different ways around it. If <laughs> Even if you have like the main the main foundation that has like a screw on it on the end, and you just screw it off, and then you screw the side on, so the foundation's always round. And then I wonder, if, I wonder if you could do it where it's like you know an inflatable ball, and you know how like um if you get those inflatable like lounges where you inflate them like you inflate the pillow, you inflate the the underbelly, you inflate the sides. You got to inflate it three different places. Imagine a ball where depending which side you inflated decided the shape of the ball. So you'd have like the the main shape and then you'd have like the outside parts which would inflate, which would make it look like a football or you could make it look like, a, I don't know, a diamond. I don't know, you'd make it whatever shape. But depending on where you inflate, which nozzle you inflate, it would actually change the shape. I think there's I think there's actually some merit to this. No, I definitely like it. I mean, it's not going to be a real football though. You you kick it, it's an inflatable ball. It's not going to go that far. But it's really fun. Sounds like a fun... It'll be like- it's more like, for, like a learning mm. ball than anything. So it'll be, for, I guess, for children or for... The toddlers or whatever. I yeah, was okay. thinking it's more something you'd bring to the beach or your pool. You play in the pool or something like the mm. some like a step down from the Yahoo balls. But in that, if you're gonna do that in that case, what you're saying with the inflating probably the best bit. You have like the main part that's always inflated, and you'd have it like tucked out. The other parts are already tucked in, and then when you want to change it around, you inflate it or deflate that. Um, I mean, at that point, you're better off just having a separate footy and soccer ball. It's probably quicker to change around, but <laughs> you know, hey. budget. If you want to have like versatility, and the thing is, like, if you're going on a long drive or road trip, and you can only have a limited amount of space, and you've got one ball, which is realistically seven different balls, you'd just be drowning in balls. You'd be so happy because you could bring one ball, which is like bringing seven balls instead of actually bringing seven balls on the road trip. There's so many balls for my liking. Mm, yeah, I'm overwhelmed by balls. <laughs> <laughs> Figured you was like that one. I mean, I'm having a ball talking about it, but you know, <laughs> that's actually another not bad I can I can only go for so much. <laughs> What would you say, Patty? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just keep, re- I'm just, I just keep laughing at what I 
wrote down because I always write my ideas down when I've come up with them and it's just utter gibberish because it's like, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, it's like the, uh, what's the greater It's the, it's the greater symbol. So it's like something yeah. greater. It's like, it looks like a, a sideways V. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, I basically put down football greater than rugby, greater than AFL, greater than tennis. Then somehow I got from tennis ball to volleyball. And then thumbs, then some, then I got volleyball to a vortex. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I was like, then I, but then I was thinking with the det- detachable thing, because the shape of a vortex is essentially a shrunken version of a football. Then that's where the detachable thing can come in from the side to turn it into the, fo- the football, into a vortex. <laughs> I think make a gi- make talk, make we talk about make a giant vortex. Yeah, make a giant vortex. I'm actually all down for this. I was very close to building a giant vortex too. Um, that was mm. one of the projectiles I was going to use in my foam rocket cannon. Um, and I, I was like designing it. I was like looking at the components where to buy it from. But I think um, we could build it bigger. I think. On the next stage of the rocket cannon, we should build the world's largest vortex. I think that's easy. I want to Google what, this. Have like twenty people launch it. How would you want to launch that thing I'm from like a cannon or something? You wouldn't be able to. You, it would be as big as a human being, right? This vortex would be bigger than a human being. If you shot this into a village, you would commit a war crime. And so my idea is, he's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. The thing is, he's not wrong. If you launch this, if you launch this out the back of like. Sutherland or something. It's, you're gonna kill a few people. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. I, I was thinking like that, an airstrikes level of vortex, but that's really yeah. dark. And I'm sorry. You're gonna show up in the war crimes tribunal yeah, if you do that. Oh jeez. Extradited and charged with. He's gonna piracy. be in. He's gonna be in Nuremberg next. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, hopefully not. No, I I obviously want to make it non-lethal, but make it so it's launched by a cannon. I just googled world's largest vortex and like w- largest whirlpools came up. It was like, okay, I think Americans don't know what a vortex really is. No, clearly they don't. So this is clearly an opportunity for us to have another Guinness record. Not only do we have the world's cheapest and slowest claw machine, we're going to have the world's biggest vortex. We're going to need a new wall for all the Guinness World Records. I just want to say this right now, copyright, for copyright people, we have no affiliation with the Guinness World Record people, so all these claims are just ours, so please, so not so. I mean, that's actually the interesting thing. So I knew someone who actually does hold a Guinness World Record. I won't say who they are, but what not. But what they said was, they sent an email to Guinness, the, the, the organization, and they went, here's what we've done. Is this a Guinness World Record? And they went, I mean, no one's tried it, so yeah, we'll give you one. That's it. Well, no one contested ooh. it. They didn't check. They said, well, no one's done this specific weird thing that you've done. Here's a Guinness World Record. There's no, It's not a competition. So we could easily get Guinness World Records for things just because we build weird shit. Like, that's our specialty. That's our bread and butter. We could have a wall of, of Guinness World Records and then invite people to, like, beat them. Like, I want more people building weird shit. Like, that seems like a fun world for me. <laughs> Mate, the world's biggest vortex with an air cannon. Yeah, down for that. And that's not that's not even stupid. People would love that, man. It's like the world's <laughs> biggest bucket of popcorn. I'm just imagining this thing. Like, it's like, hey, Steve, go long. Goes into the water. It comes down. Tsunami, uh, earthquake. And just a whole coastal town is decimated as the vortex comes down. Pulls down the atmosphere and then- with it. And then it's prison break season nineteen. <laughs> All right, Patty, hang on, hang on. I want to, I want to ask you something here. At what part of the night did you wake up 
from a dream and this coming to your mind? Like, did you wake up at like 3.30 in the morning and you were like, fuck, fuck, where's my pen and paper? Shit, <laughs> shit. I want to make a ball, <laughs> become a football, probably. become a tennis ball. <laughs> Realistically, it probably came from a nap while I was at work. Who knows? <laughs> Don't say that. Are you that. trying, to hide, you trying to hide the fact? He's nah. Trying- I, I think it happened. It probably happened bef- like when I was napping before bed. Mm. So, it's like you start falling asleep like if you're in front of the TV and I thought of it. So, it was like, you know, probably around midnight. Yeah. So, what you're saying is you've probably got sleep apnea and you dream about balls. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what, what can I say? I, lo- I love it being touched and thrown. <laughs> oh, James, you do love a good stretch, don't you, <laughs> Okay, so I just did. So I did another quick Google, like specifically for vortex and frisbee, mm-hmm. and on the the largest things that come up when it comes to that are disc disc golf and like largest courses, mm-hmm. and a lot and a ninety centimeter diameter frisbee. That's not that big. But now I'm going to actually Google properly like largest frisbee. No, it's really not. Like boys, this is easily something we could crack into. I think um, there's there is a YouTuber, uh, what was his name, um, who made the world's largest Nerf gun. Pretty much, he got the Nerf Maverick, the classic design, and made it that it was a two-handed weapon that he had to strap over his shoulder, um, and the the darts were about as big as he was. Um, Clearly, there's an opportunity for us to have these records and to break them by building dumb stuff. Okay, so with you're not talking about Mark Rober, are you? Yeah, it is Mark Rober. It's Mark Rober who did that. With the world's la- with the largest frisbee, like the size is not a factor, but what they're more focused on is the longest frisbee throw. So there's no size of largest world's largest frisbee thrown. So okay, right, okay. I think we could easily build like a two meter like diameter discus and a launcher for it that is obviously not human, but it technically is a thrown discus and is the world's largest thrown discus. No, nah, well, you just have someone like really just with a really strong arm, just give it a give it a whirl. It's a two meter discus, Patty. I don't think they can. Do you know anyone? Who's no. Well, yeah. What's the de- what's the yeah, density of no. plastic? Yeah, but you don't. You're not going to have it. I mean, I don't know about plastic, but what what's the frisbees aren't always plastic. What's that material that they the new frisbees are, where it's just basically like a, a hollow circle? Mm. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, you I know like what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mesh, mesh in the middle. Mm. That makes yeah, me think yeah, it's yeah. easier to build than uh, I've actually initially thought. I was thinking of making it out of like a light balsa wood, <laughs> it's, but now it's gonna be again, a big... like. No, no, like a light balsa wood because it's a lot stronger than plastic and trying to get plastic formed in that shape for two meters wide, that's difficult. But you can get wood that size. But, gentlemen, again, I really fate. this is something we could easily do. We could easily, within a month's time, have a Guinness World Record for the world's largest vortex and world's largest discus. No one's going to challenge us in that because it's so dumb. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm just thinking of a big trampoline. Ah, okay. So I've, I just found out what it's called. It's called an aerobie. Is it still a discus by definition? That's, That's the question. It's like an, an aerobie is a flying ring used in a manner similar to a flying disc or frisbee. Oh, similar, but not the same. We need to make it. I think we got to build a, a genuine discus. We can. We. Oh, I don't. I, I don't think it needs to be a genuine discus. It can be made out of like a type of plastic or polystyrene. I reckon. Mm. I still think this is something we could easily do. Build a massive discus. The big vortex that takes out takes out villages. Jeez, <laughs> I still laughing on that one. Stop. Here, 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 here's something we could do, Sean. Here's something we could do because we always you always like reminding 
everyone that solar panels need to be the same size as the unit they drive. Why don't we build a Frisbee that's the size of a solar panel that we could put on top of the Frisbee and have it motorized? <laughs> Wait, what, it's a, what, what electric component would it power? That's my question. Like a little motor that makes it spin faster? There's <laughs> a little air conditioning unit so it's the, nice and cool inside. The Frisbee. The Frisbee drone. So you just have like AC motors around the whole entire Frisbee. And it's like <laughs> no. a UFO. No. But like, but like, the thing is, it's not even a. It's the, you don't even have the frisbee foundation. You have a ring, and the middle of it is the solar panel. Like the 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 mesh bit that Patty described is the solar panel, and that's powering all these motors. And you have the frisbee drone. I don't know if this is something I want to build. Building solar panels that scope make it fucking heavy. That's the problem. Um, thing is, the worst bit is. I can imagine myself doing this. I can imagine doing it. But even me, I'm like, why do I want to do this? I'm not sure if I want to do this one. <laughs> there's an audience. There's an audience out there. Yeah. Yeah. If we that get a million dollars, subscribe to Patreon. I'll build you a solar-powered two-meter-long disc out of that. <laughs> Just set that goal nice and high because I don't want to do that it. That would be creepy, dude. If you flew that in the sky, people would be like, "That's a UFO." People would be adamant. They mm. would record that. And, and it would go around all of, like, Australia. There was a UFO sighting. And we're sitting here just going, <laughs> engineering that. <laughs> Those fools. <laughs> Got them. Got them good. I wonder Do what if Elon Musk can control the world. Yeah, I was just wondering how fast you needed to spin enough for it to create, like, con- like t- for it to equal an equilibrium where it won't fall, where it's constantly spinning and moving in one direction. And for it to not hit something. Like... The thing is, I'm used to um, flight aerodynamics and design of standard airplanes and biplanes and um, like the airflows that hit them. But that's one object going straight. This is an object that's spinning really quickly, and you're trying to get a direction. Mm. Um, we'll we'll either do some calculations on this one, but again, do the math, solve the problem. This is probably doable. <laughs> I don't want to do it. That's the worst bit. <laughs> don't do it then. Yeah, don't. don't. It enjoy. No, no, I won't do it unless we get a million dollars. Provided to our Patreon, to set up. the sky is the limit. Yeah, yeah. All right. That uh, that was a very interesting pitches, by the way. How we went from inflatable ball to uh, the world's largest vortex, uh, and then no re- reversible ball, yeah. reversible ball to the to the frisbee. All right, Sean, what's your okay. pitch? All right, so gentlemen, one of the things that was a baptism of fire for our relationship, I feel, was uh, a recent trip to Japan, and for. And for those who haven't listened to the podcast, not even one episode, we went to Japan. We don't seem to shut up about it. Anyways, one of the things we did in Japan was learn to ski, more or less. We all went skiing in the beautiful Hakuba fields. Um, it pretty much just felt like Brisbane because everyone spoke uh, Australian and just pissed on the street, so it was pretty gross. But Hakuba itself, in terms of snow and everything, was lovely. But there's a lot of things I thought that could have made that experience better. Um, again, we didn't speak Japanese, so we had to keep asking for directions. We had a map on us. Patty kept asking me where the map was and where we are, um, things where to go. I kept losing my phone. Like, it was it was a mess. Well, like, okay, I'm not going to bring up the fact that you refused to buy a SIM card then kept asking us for for um, gigabytes Hot of spot. data. But- <laughs> why, would I, why would I need a SIM card when I'm with four other guys that all have a SIM card? Like... It- Okay, we're not bringing it up here. We're not bringing it up here. We're going to talk about it another time outside the podcast because we're friends on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but we're mortal enemies here. What are you talking yeah, about? No, we we just bash the shit out of each other. Okay, now let, let's get back on tension. Some of the things I really want in terms of smart design and technology, and then incorporating that into skiing. Now, ski fields are 
somewhat of a hostile environment. It's high winds, it's snow, low visibility. Um, but providing additional communication and, and equipment to you while in the ski fields, I think that's valuable. Invaluable, sorry. So imagine having a helmet on, right? A helmet that you just slide over your head. A face mask comes down. And so it's got a breathing apparatus that covers your mouth. So you, if you ever need to breathe out, it's fine. Connected inside, of course, headphones so you can play music, as well as a radio equipment so you can talk to another person with the same helmet as you. You've got a map in the, the top right of your corner. You've got a, a heater and cooling element, depending on what type of ski season you're in. It could actually change the temperature of your head to keep it going. You've got um, a camera built into it, so you don't need to have it on the top and lose it by accident. You've got headlights, so when you're skiing at nighttime. I'm just imagining the world's smartest ski helmet. And I'm trying to think of additional things I could add to this. I'm thinking like a little flare gun in case you get stuck in an avalanche as well. The world's your oyster with this one, man. Something that popped into my head as you were explaining this is this is really good for competitions, right? If you had a smart helmet that's got um, like an AI um, incorporated into mm. it. And you know, you guys ever play that game? I forget what it was, but it was on PS2. And you just have to beat like your last run or beat someone else's run. And what it would show is like a hologram of them going down the ski field and you're racing against a hologram. So what you could do is ski races, but they're quite dangerous doing ski races because you're all trying to race down the hill, do as much as you can. The, the risk of collision is pretty high. So what you could do is in the helmet have that hologram programmed into it like a little vr sort of thing so when you're skiing down the hill you're seeing this hologram ski at the same time so you know the direction it's taking you know how fast it's going and you're trying to beat that thing and that's how you bring competitions into fruition using mm. this smart helmet that's something i would do from a competition point of view it would be a great way for the competitors to realize how far behind the the leader they are or uh, what not? Because right now, like you said, it's it's too dangerous to have all the skiers on the same track, and so they just have it based on time. But you only realize your time when you get to the bottom. If you know that that person's a millisecond ahead of you, and you got to play a risk to win, you might take that risk if you know that 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 ghost, I guess that that onion shell of a person is there. You got to beat them. Yeah, I think it's not a bad idea. Absolutely, I like the flares one as well for a safety margin. If you get lost, like on a black run, you just propel it out. Uh, I'm thinking of like Harry Potter when he's in the maze. And like he just, I, like I think we're gonna have to put that on your helmet, James, because uh, last time we left you behind a few times. So just to, to keep track of where you are, I, I left myself behind, mate. You guys pushed me in the deep end, and I thank you for that because I learned a lot more than I would have otherwise. Look, yeah, when someone keeps saying I'm level five, I mean you, you are the best, James. <laughs> mate, if you just like my Charizard, back. I want to be the very best. Fair enough. Okay, with this uh, smart helmet. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it for commercial for like commercial use for like people just you know skiing mm -hmm. on you know any type of mountain. I don't like the idea of it being used in a competitive way because I think that takes a lot away from the sport or like the speed time trials or like the skiing um, races that happen because the whole point of the skiing race is the fact that you need to train without yeah any of that stuff so it kind of it doesn't make sense to me to then put a, a smart helmet on them which gives them so i i would say as much of an advantage as someone that was next to them that was on steroids because this helmet is on steroids this helmet is the fucking smartest if this if we think if you're saying what i think you say you're thinking of basically the smartest helmet in the world i was just doing it so no, i could talk to my yeah. friends and listen to smash mouth while i go down hills but um yeah uh, yeah i mean that that I mean that that but that already happens with like it's like the um well who's that um the aussie 
the the American sounding Aussie snowboarder. Sean White. He's he's the Aussie snowboarder. What's his name? He's ah. Uh, oh, Billy Joel. What the fuck? I don't know. Anyway, it's, uh, Ray Johnston. Who the fuck's Ray Johnston? <laughs> I, no fucking I know, but I'm throwing random names out. Where if you just go, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm like, James, what the hell? Uh, I want to. I'm going to Google it afterwards. However, like on the way, uh, when a lot of all of the snowboarders, seems like Sean one included, they just put a headphones in. They just put you know like put some Bluetooths in. Yeah, and then they put they put, they put like a phone in their pocket or like you know like it was they weren't smart watches, so they just connect the Bluetooth just connects to the smartwatch, so they can listen to whatever music they want to anyway. Yeah, I think that's fine, but like again, if you have that headgear and whatnot, the the goggles, the mask and whatnot, you can knock that out. If you lose your, your headphone, you're gone for one. And two, I think it was a kind of a optimized solution, so you have both the radio and music playing. So if you got music playing, someone wants to talk to you, you can like answer the call kind of thing. I guess you could just hook it up to a phone and just call each other. Yeah. But I think it would be nice to have like it so you wouldn't even need to touch your watch. You can just be like, hey talk to james switch to channel one i don't know that's something weird so sort of like a, a jarvis sort of situation yeah for my man i think that's not a too difficult solution yeah. i say that i always say it's not that hard but then it's a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I did it's not that hard holes. three years later yeah, oh it's fine i can build an ai i should be right <laughs> also the guy i was thinking of was scotty james okay the uh, snowboarder sorry name drop uh, something that billy joel was something i'm thinking about though is if you were to make a smart helmet to support those, like, all those electronics and everything, it'd probably be quite heavy. Uh, you'd, you'd probably need a sort of, like, a suit that sort of distributes that weight. Because if you're wearing, like, normal ski gear and you have this heavy helmet on your head and you have a bad fall, it can be quite fatal if it, you take a wrong turn, I guess. I think you just... Yeah, I mean, I've, a suit. Seen a, I've seen smart helmets before where they've got the radio equipment and, like, a, a heater cooler built into them. And this is just like an advancement on them. Like flashlights aren't that heavy. Um, so an Arduino chip is not that heavy. Um, the radio kit is probably the same right there, and you could just connect it to music players. So it's a Bluetooth speaker into your ears. I think like it wouldn't be that significantly more heavy. You're thinking maybe half a kilo, and your head's already like ten kilos. So it's maybe a five percent increase on top of what you already got. It's, it wouldn't be that much. Um, I don't think, and but if you wanted to, right, like a lot of people do have a radio in their pocket and they wire it through their jacket to their ear already. That's too heavy fun. You can build like a light version, but I like the idea of having the full helmet ready to go. Yeah. No, a hundred percent, man. That's, um, mm. that's really cool. And like, you know, you can take that out of skiing as well and have that in so many sports, like the surf helmet. Imagine surfing with a helmet on. You have your wetsuit and just this helmet that's like <laughs> guarding you through Poseidon's waters. That would be kind of terrifying just skiing and seeing a guy with a motorcycle helmet on like, oh, this guy clearly knows something that we don't. <laughs> just, I would just have hoist the colors on repeat the whole oh, entire time. Of course time. you would, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and imagine that you just have some guy raging you, get the fuck off my wave. And you just see this like helmet in the head. You'd be like, you wouldn't take it seriously. You're like, oh, big dog over here. We've got the stig. Yeah. We've got the stig over here. This stig while surfing. It's just like a guy in board shorts and a white motorcycle helmet on. Yep, that's that's the, the dream, boys. There's got to be some artwork out there for that. Oh, absolutely there is. But I think that the reason I bring this up is because I generally think this is a project I will develop for our Australian next ski season. So I've got about seven months to build this. But if I can get a ski helmet and then just modify the crap out of it and design components onto it, and I would love to have it so like a visor slides down and up so you could call it like if you walk into a building, you don't actually need to take the helmet off. You can just say visor up, go Iron Man style and just like look at him like, what up? <laughs> My name's Chad. 
<laughs> yeah. You're building your own computer here and beyond pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I think it wouldn't be too hard. Put two servers in the side, visors in the front side. I think that uh, that's actually not too bad. Um, I think it's doable. I'm not going to say it's easy because I keep saying it and it never works, but I'll say it's doable. I think this is something that we could pursue because I, I definitely want it for the now, next ski trip so I can just um, laugh when one of us falls down a hill and then the other person and I can just have a giggle. It's probably going to be me, but I'd like to help design that. In the helmet, could there be a, a recorder on the side? Absolutely. Like, like, like a video 100%, yeah, a video yeah. recording, yep. Yeah. Done. All right. Yeah, just a simple camera on the side, just so you can get every single fall in, de- in like 4K, crisp 60 frames per second detail. That is a That's dream what I want. of mine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if I'm going to fail, I need someone to film it. Yeah, if you if you didn't film it, it didn't happen. It's like us when we were in Japan. If we didn't take a photo of the food, we didn't eat the food. That was fact. Yeah. That was the rule. Hundred percent. I have so many photos of ramen in my phone now. Too many gyozas. <sighs> no, actually, honestly, too many gyozas. I didn't feel so good after after that trip. All right, boys. Well, look, I think that was a perfect little reintroduction back to the project pitches. Um, again, if uh, you like the podcast, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Engineering Dads Bees with Engineers podcast. Also, look at us up on YouTube as well as our social medias. All right, boys, I'll see you in the next one. Have a good one. See you. Not lads. <laughs>